Welcome to episode number 98 of the Chris Rose Rotation, a production of John Boy Media and presented to you by our good friends over at SeatGeek. Stepping into the box, or I should say, I guess, out of the bullpen today, our good friend Amir Garrett, who if I had talked to him, I don't know, about nine days ago or so, he would have been Cincinnati Reds reliever Amir Garrett. But now that I've gotten him traded, he is Kansas City Royals reliever Amir Garrett. Do you still blame me for the trade? Man, I think I, I have to, like, you know, thank you for the trade, actually. Um, so um, I, I appreciate that. You know, we're in a, a, a better, I wouldn't say, a, a better environment, you know, better team, better situation for me, you know. So I would want to thank you for that. You know, um, you know, Cincinnati is my boys, but what they were doing over there, I mean, you know, that's that's on them and what, what the direction they were going. That's fine. But, you know, I, I feel I'm in a good, great situation for me. Um, so I have to say thank you, Chris. Thank You're you. You're welcome. Yeah. For people who weren't following along at the John Boy Media Compound over the weekend, we had a lot of players roll through. So like on Sunday, we had Matt Olson and Matt Chapman and Chad Pinder. Two of those three got traded. Uh, then on Monday, I went and visited Reds camp and I said hi to uh, Jonathan India and then Jesse Winker. And literally 15 minutes after I said hi to Winker, he gets traded. Then you roll through the house on Tuesday night, and on Wednesday morning, you got traded, and you sent me a text, and you were like, yo, dog, does everybody who you talk to get traded? Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah, that, that, that's crazy how that worked out. And I didn't realize, like, Olsen and stuff like that and Chapman, like, now I'm like, dang, like, Chris, like, what's up, man? <laughs> yeah, serious. Well, it's funny, because I don't know if you if you had a chance to meet Joe's McFly, one of the guys at our house. Um, yeah. Yeah, great dude. And so, you know, he was shaking hands with everybody mm-hmm. and because his name is Joe's. We end up calling him Trader Joe's. So Trader Joe's. That's a good one, too. It's not bad. It's not bad. Um, when you do get dealt because you grew up in the Reds organization, they drafted you. They developed you. They're the team that brought you to the bigs. Was it shock, pain, sadness? What were the emotions? It was a little bit of everything like. Um, but I wasn't surprised, though, because I didn't, I didn't pitch well last year. And um, I knew that they're possibly looking to get rid of me, and that that that's fine. But when, after they got rid, rid of Winker, like, I knew, like, it was fair game. Like, anybody's gone. Like, you know what I mean? But uh, <clears throat> I was sad because, like, you know, that's all I knew since 2011. And uh, that organization was very, like, you know, gracious to what I wanted to do. I wanted to play basketball, and they're like, hey, take your time and stuff like that. And the relationships I gained from that organization, it was just like second to none. So, you know, that was very emotional for me, you know, from the riders to everybody that worked to stay and what, whoever that I I've, I've come across and, you know, it was very, uh, it was tough to go, but you know, it, it was time, you know, so I'm, I'm, like I said, I'm happy where I'm at now. So, you know, that's all that matters. Uh, I guess the good news is, is that you didn't have to go far, at least in terms of spring training sites, just a few miles away from Goodyear, Arizona, out to Surprise, Arizona. Um, when you get there, have they talked to you about what your role is going to be? Uh, I'm, I'm going to be in the back of the bullpen. Um, you know, Matheny, uh, obviously he was with the Cardinals when I was coming up and stuff like that. So he he's seen me pitch a lot. And, you know, um, you know, I think uh, uh, me personally, uh, I told him like, whatever you guys want to do, like I'm I'm very open to anything. And um, he's like, no, nah, like you're gonna be in the back of the bullpen. Like, I've seen what you can do. Like, 
I know that last year was like, like a fluke. So, you know what I mean? Like he, he I'm going to be in my normal role, I think. And, um, but whatever they need, you know, I can do whatever, you know what I mean? So I'm not really worried about that. Everything is a play out for okay. itself. Good. Um, I do want to focus on, you know, where you're going instead of where you've been. But I do have to ask you because in 2020, it felt like the Reds were really close. Yeah. Okay. And then things didn't go the way they probably should have a year ago. And then they started stripping the team apart, right? Castellanos walks. They trade Sonny Gray. Winker and Suarez get there. Then it's you. Was there a little bit of a feeling in the clubhouse like, fuck, can we get some backing from ownership here? I mean, that's that's like, you know, above my pay grade, like whatever they they do, like. Yeah, but you have emotions, Amir. Yeah, we we have emotions. But like, you know, obviously, like we have no control over any of that as as players. We have no control. And uh, I felt, you know, as as long as 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 well as a lot of players, like we were so close. We weren't far off. We were not far off. I don't know how many how many games to win. 80 something close to 90 last year, like. We were we were very close in, you know, going into the offseason, you know, and I talked to a lot of guys and we're like, yeah, we're going to do it. And then it's like the team just dismantles like. But, you know, that's a conversation for for somebody else. Like, you know, what I mean, like I have no idea, no clue what they're thinking. And, um, you know, I thought we were right there. You know, I know a lot of other players thought we were right there. One or two players off, maybe. And, you know, it was just like, see you later. And then, you know, it's, it, it sucks because I wanted to see it through with Cincinnati. Um, and who knows? Uh, they, they, they may as well win with that team. We don't know. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And But I know the, 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 the team that we had was a really good team. It was a really good team. You know, like I said, I wish them the best of luck over there. Um, and I, I hope they do it and, you know, they prove everyone wrong. But the team that we had, we were we were right there. Yep. For um, You mentioned the basketball thing because not everybody – I think most people know that you, you went to St. John's, went there on a hoop scholarship, yep. drafted by the Reds. Like – you played little league as a kid and then did it disappear for a while? Is that what happened with baseball? I mean, I was just like on and off. So I played with Bryce Harper. We're on the same team, Legion team. Uh, I played against Chris Bryant and stuff like Joey Gallo and stuff like that. It was like, I was always like dabbling until I like, I was, I was full-time baseball until I committed to basketball. Then it was like, play baseball here, like play baseball this weekend or play, go and pitch like, you know, today or whatever. Like that's, that's how it was for me. But, you know, once I found basketball, like baseball was not even a thought to me. Like my dad literally had to like grab me by the ear. I was like, son, like you're going to play baseball and you're going to go and pitch. And I'm like, dad, I don't want to, I I found basketball. I want to play basketball. And he's like, no, you're going to go play baseball because I know you're going to be a big league pitcher one day. And we're going to go and do this. I was like, nah, I don't want to do it. But, you know, dad was pulling me and pulling me and pulling me to go play baseball. So, you know, that's that's one of the main reasons why I did it. I did it for my dad. And I give him a lot of credit to my career. You know, he was right. So you did you get drafted before you went to St. John's or you went to St. John's first and then got drafted by the Reds? So so going through 
high school, you know, playing basketball. Like the last time I played baseball, uh, like 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 real baseball was probably my junior year. I played in like the tournament of stars, uh, uh, possibly making the USA team. And I made the second cut and I left to go play basketball. I was like, I'm, I'm out of here. I called my coach. Hey, coach, I'm, I'm, I'm gone. And I actually went to NBA camp from North Carolina to Virginia. And I made the second cut and I didn't tell my dad. And he was like, what are you doing? I was like, oh, I'm out, dad. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I'm, I'm gone. Like, I don't want to play baseball no more. And it's funny because I actually faced Jesse Winker there. And uh, Carlos Rodon actually let me use his glove to pitch in a game that day. And uh, I called my dad. I'm like, yeah, I'm in Virginia at uh, NBA camp. And he's like, what? Like, I didn't know that. Like, I'm like, yeah, I'm out here. I don't want to play baseball no more, dad. Like, it's over. But I was always like, uh, <laughs> like my junior year, I was trying to play baseball and it was like, we didn't have a team really. And it's like, all right, I'll play, I'll pitch like one or two games and then I'll play first base or whatever. And hit. this was in high school. It was in high school. Okay. And then, you know, I was playing basketball, you know, and in my junior year, I was playing at losing your high school, you know, Russell Westbrook came out there, DeLon Wright, DeRail Wright, you know, like, those are just big names that, you know, that people might know. And I went to Finlay prep and, you know, I played with the number one draft pick in 2013, Anthony Bennett. He started, he was off the bench. Uh, Mike Cabongo, Nick Johnson, Nigel Williams, Goss, like now all these guys, you know, and I, I established myself as a top, you know, hundred basketball recruit. That's, that's a nice photo, baby. I love that. That and, is yeah, for people that are just audio only, do yourself a favor. Go check this out on our, our YouTube channel yeah. because this is a dunk. How old are you right here? I'm maybe just turned 18, maybe. Dude, the best part is this, is that your boy is pointing and laughing hey, in the guy's face. You know what's face. funny? That guy, I think he went to Washington and he told me we're eating one day. We're eating the day before and he's like, Amir, I jump higher and I was like, all right, you don't. He was like, you'll never, he was like, he was like, if you, you try to go the hold on me, I'll, I'll block you. I was like, no, you won't. And I dunked on him the next day. The next day I dunked on him and I was like, I looked at him. All I did was give him a pat on the back. I was like, hey, get <laughs> champ. But Chris, the, the, going back to your point, yes, I, I, I got drafted out of high school and I was already committed to St. John's though, my senior year. But I so I was I committed in November I think, and then I went the next year and 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 like going over the next year I worked out and stuff like that and I got drafted that June, so it's like, all right. I got drafted twenty second round. I didn't know what I was doing. You know what I mean? Like when I got drafted on the day I got drafted, I was taking a nap and my dad was like, "Oh son, you got drafted." I'm like, oh, "Okay, cool." Like dad's like perfect. Like and he's like twenty second round. I'm like, all right, like whatever. Cause I don't, I don't know. Like I didn't, I didn't know like baseball, you know what I mean? I'm like, cool, whatever. I'm like 22nd round. I'm like, yeah, right. I'm going to college straight. I'm going straight to play basketball. And you know, we called negotiated. and was like, we're going to give you a million dollars. And I'm like, all right, well, my dad was like, if you're going to give him a million dollars, he's still going to play basketball or you give him more. And he plays just baseball. I so like, like pops. I like yeah, my, dad, pops my dad, my dad, my dad, my dad, you know, his first time going through this and my dad, you know, he's thinking he was like, you either give us what we want and he right. plays full time baseball or you give him or he takes the million and he still goes play. He still goes to play basketball. So they were like, all right, well, we'll give him the million and let him go play basketball. <laughs> and my dad's like, all right, that's a win win. All right, go ahead, son. 
sign right here, get a million and go play basketball. And that's why I said I'm, I'm so grateful for the Reds organization because they made an investment. You know, a million dollars is a lot of money. And for me to go play basketball, like, why would you do that to somebody? If you're if you invest in that much, why would you mm -hmm. allow them to go play, play play basketball and they can get hurt any moment? Yep. You know what I mean? And it's like, I was like, yeah, I'm gonna play college basketball. I'm gonna play minor league baseball. Like, there's a no brainer to that. Like, let's do it. You know what so I mean? You so you played your freshman year at St. John's. Then you went and played baseball during the summer somewhere. Yeah. So so I had to report June 12th of every year for at least six years because that's your contract for at least six, six years. I would have to report on June 12th or I would go earlier, obviously, because we yeah. were done with basketball. So when did you realize <laughs> that like, yeah, baseball is going to be my thing and it's not going to be hoops because you were a top <clears throat> 100 hoops player coming yeah. out of high school. So I tell everybody, they ask me if they're like, you could you have went to the NBA? I say, yes, I could have went to the NBA if I did not get drafted in baseball. Like if I had that same fire in me, uh -huh. Like, you know, if I had to make it to take care of my family, if I had to, like, you know what I mean? If I didn't get a million dollars and I had to do something to take care of me and my family, I would have definitely went to the NBA because the hunger would have been that much more mm -hmm. inside of me. But uh, when I got to college, you know, I was kind of, of a role player, which is fine. Like I was just like, you know, there on the court, you know, averaging like six points, five rebounds, whatever. Um, and then, you know, 2000 i want to say 2014 when i pitched uh in low a so 2011 i got drafted i didn't i pitched like 2012 like 10 innings or whatever i don't know you guys look this up maybe 10 to 20 innings and then 2012 i mean 2013 excuse me i pitched like 40 or 50 innings so i really didn't get anything because i had to go to back to basketball and then 2015 is the first full season I ever had of baseball from top to bottom, from spring training all the way to the end. You know what I mean? So it was like, I got put on the 40 man that year too. So it was like after, after the end of my uh, low A season going into high A 2015, I started spring training all the way into the end of the season. And I was like, Oh yeah. Like we got this, this is Kate. You know, I got, MVP of that league, Florida State League. And um, I was like, yeah, I can I can I can actually go to the big leagues, you know. So it was after 2015, I was like, I'm I'm this close. Like I'm really I'm 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 on my way. And I was like, yeah, I'm just gonna stop playing basketball. And at the time I actually transferred to Northridge mm -hmm. where Reggie Theus was the head coach. And uh <clears throat> I'm grateful for, for him too because he's like Amir. And, you know, when I had to tell him, I was like, coach, I'm not coming back, like he literally almost broke down crying because he's like, man, you know, I'm so happy because like, I know like as, as, a, as an athlete, I know like what you're going through. Like, this isn't like a, a, you know, I know what you're going through like a lot of emotions. He was like, I just want you to uh, do what's best for you and your family. And I support everything you do. So, you know, Amir, like go ahead and do your thing. I'll see you on that TV. And it's crazy because Reggie Theus used to come out to my minor league baseball games when he was recruiting me too. So, Big ups to him. For people that don't know who Reggie Theus is, YouTube his highlights. He was a bad boy. He was an all-star. If all they don't know who Reggie Theus is and they watch basketball or anything, I can't talk to you. Well, I'm can't. just saying. It's, yeah. No, it's, I do. I, it's 35 years ago. Mm -hmm. I'm just telling you. Reggie Theus was a bad man with the Chicago mm -hmm. Bulls and the Sacramento Kings. And 
He was a part of the original cast of the best damn sports show, period. People don't know that. He was. Yeah, I, I call him pretty boy. He'll get yeah. mad to this day. And he'll want to, he'll be like, nah, Amir. Like, he was like, I'll fight you for that. If you call me a pretty boy one more time, I always call him pretty boy. <laughs> Dude, he had some good stories for us back in the day. I just want to let you know. Just want to <laughs> let you know. All right. So you said you got put on the 40 man in 2015. And I know Vado is a huge hoop head. Yeah. He loves it. Yeah. So did he, did he know your story? Uh, Joey's like really like, to himself in a I, I kind of like explained it to him like maybe like a couple of years ago so and this is like really like him like you know because he's really focused on on his career and stuff like that and you know Joey's an interesting dude so I told him he's like like really like you you play college basketball so I probably probably 17 18 you know what I mean because I'm on the team and and being around him so I got to tell tell him my story in 2018. I was like, that's pretty cool. Cause you know, Joey loves basketball. Loves it. Loves it. Loves it. So, you know, I got to share my story with him. And he was like, that's 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 pretty awesome. I heard he could dunk. Is that true? Yes. I'm I am living proof of that. He can dunk. And uh Joey is really good at basketball. He's really good. He's not good like me good, but he's really good. And I always tell people all the time, they're like, come here, like let's play basketball one-on-one or whatever. I'm like, hey man, like. Play Joey first. If you can play Joey and you can you can you can hang with him, then maybe you can, you know, play me. I, I'll give you a chance to play me. But yeah, he's really good. He got he got a nice little shot and he can he can jump a little bit, too. He can really jump. It, it, you know, it, it's kind of like a video game. Like you got to work your way up to different levels. So there's the bottle level and then at the top of the mountain, there's the Amir Garrett level. So, yeah, but it's like it's like it's like, will I even entertain that? Like if you can hang with Joey, you know, what I mean, maybe I'll give you a shot. but like. That's why I tell everybody first, like play Joey first, and then let's see what happens. Who who wanted to take you on on the team? That uh, when I was with the Reds, Jeff Hoffman used to always talk mess, like, "Oh yeah, I'll be." I was like, "You have no shot. Like, you have zero chance of beating me." And it's like <laughs> every like person that's that's tried or you know they never succeeded at all. You still tight with Russell Westbrook? Yeah, I am. I am. I haven't talked to him in a while, but yeah, that's my boy. It- Anybody else in the NBA that's uh, uh, tight with anybody? I'm Delon Wright. You know, yeah. Uh, I'm I'm close with John Wall. You know, Ooh. Maurice Harkless. You know, I got a lot of I got a lot of PJ Washington. I got a lot of dudes that are NBA that are my friends, man. Like I'm I'm very grateful for that. Like you know those relationships that I established, and um, you know I I know a, a lot of people, man. It's pretty awesome. I'm curious about what your thoughts about Westbrook because there's he's a real polarizing guy, right? Yeah. I love um, watching him because I never feel cheated watching him. Like he goes hard every yeah. time, but he's got a short fuse, right? And one of the interesting things is this year out in Los Angeles, you know, people can't stand him, right? Brought in, hired gun by LeBron. It's not working out. And then people have been calling him Westbrook. And then he kind of fought back. And he's like, you know, my kids have got to hear that. It's not a bad name. It's whatever. It's a, yeah. a little sophomoreish and stuff. Where do you but, sit as a professional athlete in terms of like what's fair and what's not? Because there's a lot of stuff that's out of bounds. But West Brick doesn't sound that it, it might be childish, but it's not terrible, right? Yeah. But did you hear about the story of like his son going to school and telling yeah. the teacher, like, my name is, you know, Westbrook. Like my last name is Westbrook, Westbrook. And then right. I feel like when you go to the games and it's, as a kid, like his son is like, you know, really little. And he's like, 
people are yelling Russell Westbrook, and he's like, he probably go, Dad, why are they calling you that? Or Mom, right. why why are they calling Dad that? Like, I feel like you know, it's it sucks. But as athletes, we have to deal with that. And then you have to explain to your son, like, son, like, you know, don't listen to those people, like, whatever. Um, but, you know, it's a tough situation to be in, for sure. You know what I mean? Uh, him being in L.A., I feel like there's a lot of pressure for him because that's where he's from and stuff like that. But the person off the court, the person on the court, like, he's just a phenomenal dude. Like, he's a phenomenal dude. And like you said, he goes hard, like it's a hundred percent or nothing at all. Like, you know what I mean? And people don't understand that. Like he's given his all to, he's the top 75 player in the NBA ever. Yep. It, like ever, you know what I mean? And he's going to play balls to the wall. That's just how Russell plays. You know what I mean? And, and people, I mean, I know it is what it is this year with, with the Lakers and stuff like that. He's not getting the results he wants, but people should, you know, value what he's done in the past. And it's like, they should value him as a player because it's like he wants to win. You know, you're not just like just like us in baseball. We're not out there throwing balls all the time on purpose. We're not out there trying to strike out on purpose. Like you're giving everything you got. You know what I mean? And sometimes it just doesn't work out. You know what I mean? And as as L.A. fans or, you know, as fans in general, I think you should, you know, you should rock with your boys, man. And sometimes if you're a diehard fan, like, you got to live through the good and the bad. So, you know, I feel they need to, you know, they got to rock with Russell to the end, man, until he's not there anymore. That's just my opinion, though. That's just yeah. my opinion. Well, it's interesting you bring that up because, and you mentioned it at the beginning of this chat that we've had. Last year was not good, dude. Huh? You know that. Mm -hmm. How did you deal with it, with the struggles? I mean, I'm a realist, so it's like, if I don't pitch good, I'm going to be like, I'm, I'm going to look myself in the mirror and be like, dude, you suck today. Like, there's no silver lining in, you know, you just gave a three-run homer and then you were like, it was just one pitch away. Like, for me, that's that's not anything in my vocabulary. You know what I mean? I gave up three runs. It's like, yeah, you pitch bad. You know what I mean? And you go in there and pitch coach is like, man, it was one pitch. No, it was the whole at bat. Like, it was the whole, like, inning. Like, you know what I'm saying? You gave up three runs. And um, I felt like I, I handled it pretty well, but – when it starts to come like in waves, like at your family, death threats and stuff like that, like that really bothered me. You were you know, getting those. I was getting those. And, you know, my daughter was uh, she wasn't born yet. And my wife was getting like slander in her messages and stuff like that. And that's why I deleted my Twitter, because it's like. I had to protect. My mental state, because I'm, I'm getting messages from people like, oh, yeah, like. Like, you know, just like your daughter's going to be ashamed when she's born or like your wife should be ashamed. Like, you know what I mean? Like, and I'm like, I would, I would like write out messages like, all right, man, like you're so tough. Like, come and meet me here. Like, let's see how tough you are. And I would just delete it. You know what I mean? And I'm like, what am I doing? Like, why am I feeding into this? And it's like, I got to a point. I was like, I had to get off social media. But then now they were attacking my wife. and. You know, it was bothering her. I would come home. She's crying. I'm like, what are you crying about? Like, she's like, no, nothing. Like, she's strong. She's like, no, nothing. Like, I'm good. Like, you know what I mean? And it's like, that's not okay. Like, when it gets to that point, it's not okay. I can handle any slander, anything. Amir, you suck today. Like, whatever. Way to give up a three-run home run. Whatever. I can handle that. Like, that's cool. But when it comes to the death threats or you're coming after my wife or my unborn child, like, 
that's that's a line that can't be crossed. Like it can't, it can't be. So how did you handle it with your wife? Like did because that's just, not easy, dude. It's not easy because you know your wife is you know upset. You know your your wife wants to protect you and stuff like that. So it's just like like don't worry about it, babe. We'll get through it. Like you know what I mean you talk to talk to her like that. And it's like like these these people are just trolling. You know it's not really serious. And then. I, I, I try to, you know, be there for her as much as I could, you know what I mean? And, and try to comfort her. But, you know, sometimes it just got way out of hand. And people that act like that, like, I feel like even I used to tell kids, like, I used to get it. I used to get, like, bad uh, DMs from, from kids, like, you know, 13, 14 years old, Chris. And it's like, I would look at their profile. I'm like, oh, you have aspirations one day to be a baseball player. Like, I see your profile picture. Like, you guys, like, come on now. Like, why are you saying this stuff? If I screenshotted this and held on to it forever, and if I remember to go back and I seen that you were a minor league baseball player, a professional, or MLB baseball player, I can literally give this to somebody and it could ruin your career, right? But I feel like people are not taught or raised the right way. And it's like not you're not raised to like respect people because me as a as a uh, when I was a kid like we 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 didn't have social media back then but I'm not going to out my way to be like hey you suck like I would have got I would have got popped in the mouth like you know what I mean like I would have been like my mom or my dad would be like what are you doing like you know what I mean but nowadays it's it's different now you know so, it is different I and don't know I'll just tell you this is as the father of two boys that are 21 and 16, we talk a lot. We've talked forever about social media responsibility because mm -hmm. it is easy to hide behind your phone or your keyboard or wherever you're sending it from because you would never say it to somebody's face. You just you would never. You would never do it, so it's not okay to send it that way. And by the way, I appreciate you sharing that because I know that's not easy and it's not a comfortable thing to talk about, but it's an important thing for our viewers and our consumers to hear. So Yeah, I and, I, and like I said, I want to help the next generation right. of, you know, Young kids, you know, I do a lot of like stuff in the off season. I talk to kids. And I'm like, I tell them about social media, like, be careful what you say at this age. You can be 13, 14, 15. Be mm -hmm. careful because if somebody had malicious intent, they can hold on to that. And if they realize like, oh, yeah, this person wrote me and like, oh, that name sounds familiar. They can ruin your life with that. And I, I tell kids all the time, like, hey, guys, come on. Like, you know what I mean? Like, don't write stuff like that. Or even adults, like. I remember I had a teammate. I'm not gonna name. I'm not gonna mention his name, but he had a, a some guy wrote to him and was like saying some racial slurs, and he blasts him on Instagram. The guy got fired from his job. He wrote him, "Oh, you got me fired from my job. Like, how could you do that? Like, bro, <laughs> you you did that to yourself. You got fired from your yeah, job. You got fired from your job. Your job didn't know that's what kind of person you were. Like, that's on you. That's on you. And all he did was bring it to the light. So, you know, that's that's your fault. That's not his. You know what I mean? Like people are, people need to be held accountable and, you know, I wouldn't do that, but you know, some people would. So, you know, it is what it is. So you probably saw a lot of the content we had out at the John Boy Media Compound in Arizona. One of the really fun things we got to do was courtesy of Tops, the Tops Bunt 22 app. It is here. It's an area where you can collect and trade your favorite players from across the league, both past and present with baseball fans from all around the globe. So Bunt 22, it features new starter sets and unique chance to collect top Series 1 baseball cards in the app. It's very simple. For more information, download the free Tops Bunt app by clicking in the link at the description 
or visiting the App Store or Google Play. I'll be waiting for you. Can we talk about something that'll make you smile? Yeah, let's do it. Your daughter. I know you were about to bring that up. And my daughter is eight months today, man. Today? She's eight months today. Oh, my gosh. I, I heard her say Dada on your Instagram the other day. Chris, she said Dada on the, the, the day that the lockout ended. So it was like the lockout's over, and we're just hanging out there. She's like, dad, 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 dad. Like jumping around in her jumper. And her favorite thing to do ever. Oh, my gosh, it's my baby. And her favorite thing to do ever. And I'm like, what'd you say? She's like, dad, 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 dad. And I'm like, I'm losing my mind. I'm like, we got baseball back. My baby just said, dad, dad. I'm crying everywhere. What the heck? So, yeah, look at my little nugget. She man. is she's, beautiful, man. She is just gorgeous. She's long. She's big. You know, hopefully uh, she's going to play golf or tennis. Uh, but obviously she can play whatever she wants. But or do whatever two, she wants. Yeah, she can do whatever she wants. But those are the two. <laughs> that's, that's a great. Hilarious that's a great one. For Halloween. Hey, that's so funny because like as a parent now, until my daughter is a certain age, I can do whatever I want. Like yeah. dress her up in a Halloween <laughs> costume. Like, you know what I mean? Like just do these <laughs> funny things with her. And it's like, yeah, you know. As 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 a parent now, like is my mom and my dad used to do it with me. I'm uh, I'm just like, man, this is the most awesomest thing in the world is being a parent. Um, so I'm curious when you get traded over to Kansas City, they probably don't know much about you, right? Other league, they'll see you every few years in interleague play, and then people will say, oh yeah, I I remember him. He's the dude that fought an entire team. Does it bother you that that people might? still can like that might be the main thing if they're not familiar with Amir Garrett I mean that's fine uh a lot of a lot of uh players ask me like what happened you know and I right. tell them like I, I keep it long story short I say listen I say I'm a loyal person and I take pride in like people you know doing stuff to our team and I say we're on the same team now so I have your back forever so just know that, like, you know, nothing's going to happen. And if I don't like it, I'm going to do something. I'm going to say something. So, you know, however they perceive me as, as that guy from 2019, I fought the Pirates or, you know, from being a stud lefty or whatever, like it is what it is, man. Like okay. it is what it is. I'm not, I don't, I don't have no problems with it. You've had some really interesting teammates. We already talked about Vado. Yeah. It's been a short time with Yasiel Puig. Yes. Um, from another planet. Puig is he's he has a bad rep, of course, but he's he's probably one of the best teammates I've ever played with. Um, he's very, very caring. When I when he first got traded to us, um, you know, he invited me over his house with his, with hanging out with his kids, his mother, his, you know, his whole family and like invite and, and welcomed me into his house. You know, we had dinner and stuff like that. But uh, people he gets a he's he's very misunderstood. And uh, I feel like, you know, guys coming from a Latin country or whatever, like, you know, in the language barrier and stuff like that. I know what he what he's had in the past, but I've never had a bad encounter with him. And I've actually told him, you know, when I first met him, I was like, hey, please, like, if you ever try something with me, like, we're going to fight, like, to the end right here. Like, I told him that. And since that day, he was like, no, I, I respect you, like. Like you're like we're teammates. And, but I just I just do that just for my own, like, because because what I what I've known of him. 
like, hey, listen, if you ever try something with me, like I'm not going down. We're going to we're we're both going to end it right here and we're going to keep going. But he was he played hard every single day. You know, he ground out hard 90. You know what I mean? And he was just misunderstood. You know, that's just my opinion. And uh, I wish that he was around in the big leagues today. It was um, fun. Yeah, he's he fun, you know, and he uh, he he was a great teammate and he was a tremendous outfielder. Um, you know, just some some stuff that you would not agree with in. Obviously, that it is what it is, but he's definitely a good ball player. He deserves to play in the big leagues. hundred percent. He also I, I haven't seen very many baseball players that are built like him. No. Yeah. Puig is funny. He would he would come in the gym. He'd be like, ah. He'd be like, I'm Puig, like, and he would just, just like, just crush some weights, and it's like, like, what? Like, what are you? How are you doing this? Like, you know what I mean? He'd crush some food, come in and do some. Like, he was just, uh, he was just built different. Like, man, he was, he was just, that's God given. Like, athletes like him come once in a while, and you know, it's, it's sad to see him not playing the game. You know, especially in the MLB because. The game definitely, you know, could benefit from him being in the MLB. Is he the most interesting teammate you've ever had, or is there somebody that the most interesting teammate I've ever had is Bronson Arroyo by far. Oh, good um, one. Bronson was a, a good friend of mine. He still is a good friend of mine, a good teammate, a good person. Um, you know, he really took me under his wing when I was coming up in 2017. I still talk to him to this day. I still think he play, pays clubhouse dues till this day. I swear he he pays the clubbies till this day, and that just speaks to the to the to the person he is. Uh, in 2019, you know when he was done, he'd be in the clubhouse cleaning cleats, like like dude, you're you're not playing anymore. Why are you here? Why are you Wait doing this? Cleaning cleats. Some explanation. What are you cleaning talking cleats. about? He'd be cleaning cleats with our clubbies, like cleaning cleats. You know, with his with his with his shirt on, this says Bronson on it because the club he's like he he got them all these shirts and they're all matching and he'd be in there cleaning cleats, Chris, literally. And we're like, Bronson, what are you doing? He's like, I'm cleaning cleats like I'm I'm, I'm you know, like, leave me alone. Like I'm doing my thing. And he's a, he's a really good dude and definitely the most interesting um, teammate I've ever had, you know, and Bronson likes to sing, too. So oh, when I played great. with him, he'd be in the, the bathroom. Uh, you know, playing the guitar, singing before the game, you know, an hour before. And I'm just like, what is going on right now? Like, what is going on? He's yeah. a he's a great dude. He could really sing. I remember he can. That. He can really he can really sing, like really, really sing. You have an you have an opportunity to put somebody at the top of the most interesting teammate list by the end of the year. Okay. Have you, have you had a chance to say hi to Zach Grinky? I've <laughs> I I have had a chance to say hi to him. I've played catch with him twice. And um he does he's he doesn't he doesn't talk very much. Like I I literally <laughs> like he's literally I like, said like five words to me. And it's like, hey Zach, you want to play catch? He's like that's it. Like yeah. Like you know what I mean? But he's a great dude. I actually talked to him a lot today about like him hitting and stuff like that. And I'm very interested because the guys that were like, I don't think I would be friends with. I became friends, like really close friends with them. 
You know what I mean? So I was talking to Wade the other day and I'm like, I think Granky would be my friend. He's like, no shot, no shot. But I think I got, I think I got him and he will be my friend. A hundred percent. He will be my friend by the end of this year. There's an amazing column. I think it was done in the athletic probably six to eight months ago where they, all they did was interview like 50 of his former teammates. And it goes just line by line, just different stories. Like, you know, the guy, I remember talking with AJ Ellis, the former Dodgers catcher. Yeah. Like, you know, he would talk to you about fantasy football in between innings of his starts. Yeah. You know, like amazing stories about him. Like, I mean, I've, I've, I've had teammates like that. Like Wade Miley was the same way. So <laughs> I wouldn't doubt it. You know what I mean? So I'm, I'm definitely looking forward to playing with Zach. You know, uh, I've admired him from far, you know, and I was like, you know, I was like, this is an interesting guy. So when we got him at the Royals, I'm like, okay, yeah, I'm definitely going to get to know this guy. I got to see what he's about. Like, I, I really want to know him. Yeah, it'll be good. Yeah, Miley seemed interesting, too. Like, it looks like he could go to sleep from November through February in a tree. Let me tell you, I I misjudged a lot of people. I really misjudged Miley. When he came over, I thought he, He's not gonna be my friend. He's not gonna talk to me. Like he looks, he looks like an older guy from the older school. Like, you know what I mean? And we became like really close friends, like really close. And uh, Wade's a great dude. Like he helped me a lot. You know, I, I say a lot of guys helped me a lot. Like Bronson Arroyo, David Hernandez, Jared Hughes, but Wade has helped me a lot. Just relax. You know, just be myself. You know, because you know the story of when Wade threw the no hitter. Like I've seen Wade come in for a baseball game and be lights out and he stretches like, you know, he does five minutes worth of stretch or he's in there just playing cards before the game. Like, and he goes out there and shoves like that stuff is unheard of, but that's just how Wade is. He will, he doesn't stop talking. I thought I talked a lot, but Wade talks times 10 more than I do. You know what I mean? And he's just a great dude. You know, he's, he's, he's a great dude comes from a great family and everything so i'm grateful for him uh, i am grateful uh, for you and i appreciate your time i got a few more things um when you went to st john's they have you fill out you know for uh you know the information stuff like yeah. close with amir garrett so they want to know some stuff like your nickname and you wrote ag yeah. so i'm going to see if you can remember some of the stuff that you wrote okay all right cool cool this Let's is over a, over a decade ago yeah at the, at the time, your favorite movie or TV show? Transformers. Oh my God. Still Transformers, on? right? Transformers? Yeah. Yes, sir. <laughs> That's my favorite. It's my favorite movie. Favorite food? Tacos. Bingo. Favorite class? Science? Close. What was it? Science of the mind, psychology. Psychology, yes. Same guy, same guy. Favorite athlete sports team? I mean, I say Kobe. No. No. Sports team was the, oh my, Lakers? Oklahoma. Oklahoma City. Okay. Thunder. And my favorite player was Russell, right? Yeah, but well, you didn't write that. You just wrote okay, the Oklahoma, Oklahoma City, City Thunder. Thunder. Okay. All right. Okay. Okay. I got you. I came to St. John's because I love the city of New York. And the coaching staff. And the coaching staff. Yeah, you got to say that. That's textbook. You got to say that. Yeah. Your, 
your boy Steve Lavin. Steve Lavin is the man, man. Shout out to Steve. Uh, that's my guy to the end. Dude, sweet, slick back hair, man. Slick back. And I get jealous because, you know, anybody that talks about hair, like, I don't have no hair anymore. But right. it, it, it's just, I'm just like, man, you still got your hair. Like, come on, Lav. Like, dang. Like, you could give, you could give me some. <laughs> when he rolled into your house the first time, you're like, yeah, this is the guy I got to deal with. This is him. My dad was talking about he's just a smooth talking Steve Lavin. That's what we, my dad is a smooth talking Steve Lavin, man. Like he's a, he's a great dude though. He's a great dude. Every year at UCLA when he was coaching there, their regular season was disappointing. Yeah. And then they'd roll into the tournament, you know, like an eight seed or whatever. And then they just steamroll to, and he'd win at least three games every tournament. He, he had like, a oh, way of hang on the lab. Yeah. He had a way of getting like to players. Like it's like, Oh yeah. Like, you're here, like, and then he would talk mess you and get into your head. And, like, it's like you tap into a level that you never had before. And it's like, that's what you do with our team. And he, it was like, what is it? this guy is some kind of magician or what? I don't know. Uh, one other thing that you wrote on here. What was the craziest thing you had ever done to that point in your life? Do you remember what you filled out? Craziest thing I've ever done. No, I don't know that one. Cliff jumping. Oh yeah, I did. I did that one. Uh, yeah, I would never go cliff jumping again. Where'd that? What's the story on that? I was in uh, uh, Yakima, Washington, and we were like on a on a like a thirty day road trip. I was playing with a Legion baseball team, and it's like oh. I jumped off the cliff into the water, and I was like, you know, I could barely swim back then too. I I could, I literally could barely swim, and they're like, "Mir, you got to do it." I'm like, "Nah, like I'm good, bro." Like. And I jump off and I almost drown and stuff like that. Like a teammate had to come and get me and like pull me to the side. And I'm like, yeah, I'll never do that again. I mean, how'd you even know how deep it was? I did not know how deep it was. I just seen everybody doing it. And I wanted to be the cool guy. Like I couldn't be like, nah, bro. Like I'm not doing that. So I was like, you know how to swim? I'm like, yeah, I know how to swim. I do not know how to swim that good. And I jump in. And I'm like, I'm treading water. And I'm like, whoa. And like, luckily a guy that came behind me was like, all right, let's go. Like, we're good. Like, I'm like, thank you. Like, I'm over there. Like, man, I'm not, I'm never doing this again ever in my life. How's it? How's it? How's your doggy paddle these days? Okay, better. I mean, I can I can swim now. I can okay. swim really good now. So, right. you know, the doggy paddle back then, like, no, I was go, I was definitely going underwater, hundred percent. The and guy didn't that, help me. Put that fence around that pool in Vegas right now for your baby. You better do that now. <laughs> oh yeah, for sure, thousand okay. percent. We will. That's that's just the dad in me talking a little bit. All right. Um. You were talking about teammates, and if I get traded to a new team, I'm your boy for life. I, so you're saying that if you and Javi Baez got put on the same team, you'd be cool? Yeah, of course. You know, we would have to be cool. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I've – TJ Antone's right over here. You know, he's, he's on our movies. I've gotten to it with him. Like, we're still boys, though. You know what I mean? Like, I was ready to rip his head off. We're still boys, though. Like – yeah, right. I would never say to him. He said I would have lost, but we know that's a lie. <laughs> you know, I would I would I was ready to kick his ass at one point, you know, but we're still boys, though. You know what okay. I mean? But if we were on the same team, because I, I, obviously we're on the same team. But if me and Javi were on the same team, guess what? I'm going to ride for you. You know what I mean? Until you show me otherwise. You know what I mean? So that's just how it is. Is that something that you would ever like to be? Because now you guys are back in the same division, right? He signed with the Tigers, yeah. and you're in the American League Central. So you guys are going to see each other a ton this year, 19 times. You guys are going to face each other again. Yeah. Does it is it better that there's 
that friction or would you would you like it if you y'all just somewhere in the off season met up at the same party and talked it out i mean we we with with the hobby situation like this goes back to 17 when i was a rookie he home run pimped it whatever i'm cool with it but all i did was get him back you know what i mean i, I got him back i didn't uh-huh. i could have if we were playing by the old school rule, rules i could have hit him he'd have been mad ready to fight but all i did was strike him out and you know show him up like how he did me and you know it's it's a cycle you know he had a home run he's barking around the bases i strike him out and i bark at him like if you can give it, you can take it. You know, that's my big, my biggest thing. And with Javi, he can't take it. And you know what I mean? That's just a, you know, that's, that's whatever kind of person he is. You know, there's the times like when we were in 2018, like he tagged a teammate out and he's like telling him like, 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 no, 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 no. Like you're out. Why can you do that? And somebody can't show you up. Like, you know what I'm saying? It's not fair. You know what I mean? And it's like if you can if you can get if you can dish it, you got to take it sometimes. And everybody knows me. I dish it out. I take it. But if we get into an altercation, it's something else. It's not that I get upset that you have success of, against me. You know what I mean? It's not that. So, you know, I don't I don't have any problems with him, but. I'm going to remember the battles that we've had. And if you show me up, I'm going to show you up. Just take it, you know, and if you show me up, I'm cool. Whatever. The last battle we had, he won off a, a, a sacrifice pop-up and he did everything. But my thing is, like, he, you know how he did the road, the boat, whatever? People don't understand. We swept them and I did that to them. You know what I mean? I did that to them. And it's like, yeah, he did it. He, he popped it up. You know, it's a sack fly. Like, perfect for you. Like, you, you're going to score because there's two outfielders in, in the outfield. And he did it to me. And I had to eat that. And he went, he went really extreme, which is okay. But I had to eat that, Chris. I had to eat that. Like he made me look like a fool and I was okay with that. But I'm going to remember that though, for this, these next battles that we had this year, I'm going to remember that. So I just want people to know that like the last battle we had, he went to that extent of doing that. So if I do something, he cannot be upset. He cannot be upset. You know what I mean? And it's it, everything goes around the full circle. So, you know, I'm okay with it. Sounds like Kansas City, Detroit's must see TV to me. It is, man. And, you know, um, it's all part of the game. You know, I, I really don't take a lot of things personal, to be honest. Like, I, I really don't, I really don't care. Like, I, like I said, look, guess where I'm at? I'm in the big leagues. I was a 22nd rounder. Like, I picked baseball up at, you know, I start playing. You know, at 19, I didn't really start pitching until 22. I've made it. Like, I won. Like, I won. Like, I literally won. So, I don't take things personal. I'm not supposed to be here right now at the level I'm at right now, pitching where I'm at. I'm not supposed to be here, you know? So, I'm grateful for everything, every encounter, opportunity, every battle that I have. And, you know, I just embrace it because I, I, I don't know when this is going to be taken away from me again. No time soon, I hope. Because it is fun. I it love watching be. it. All yes, right, last sir. two things, kind of fun stuff here. We're going to play two truths and a lie. So okay. I'm going to say three things, two of which are true about you, one of which is a lie. Don't worry, it all has to do with baseball. So all right, cool, sweat. perfect. I know you were like, oh, my God. Yeah, I was like, what? And I was like, Chris, what did you dig up? <laughs> no, come on, man. I wouldn't do you like that. I don't. You I wouldn't do you. You're a good dude. You know that. You're a good dude. 
Among catchers who have caught at least 10 innings that you have pitched, you have the lowest ERA when pitching to Kurt Casale. That is one. Number two, Colton Wong has faced you more than any other batter in baseball. Number three, you have struck out Matt Carpenter more than any other player in the show. Which one is the lie? I want to say the lie is the Colton Wong one. Is that the lie? That is the lie. Yeah, I've, I've, I know I've struck out Matt Carpenter a, a, like a bunch of times. And then yes. I, I know that Kurt Casale, he was catching me like we were really good together. So, yes, your, your ERA to Casale in 32 innings is 295. Kurt, come back to me, baby. Come back to me, Kurt. Hey. Come back to me. I just called him yesterday, too. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. He, uh, I heard he's in really good shape. I was listening to the Giants broadcast the other day. I heard he really got. Well, I mean, I, I would have to see it from my own eyes. I mean, Kurt wasn't Kurt wasn't in bad shape, but I want to see what really good shape is. Uh, Colton Wong, by the way, does not have the most uh, plate appearances. He has 15 against Carpenter, two. right? Or Carpenter or Rizzo. It has to be one of those two. Josh Bell. Oh, dang, really? Yeah, he's got 20. 20 plate appearances. Okay, okay. And yes, you've struck out Matt Carpenter seven times. Jesus. Yeah. Ready to spin the wheel of moderately interesting things? Do it. Stevie's wondering, talking Uh, about how you're very superstitious. What is your superstition in the baseball world? I don't really have any super superstitious. I'm not superstitious, really. Do I need to change categories? Yeah, change change the categories. That one. That one. Uh, All right, I'll give you a choice on the wheel. Wild ride. Watch out, Ring Chaser, or Toy Story. Let's go Wild Ride. What was your first car? My first car was a... I want to say a 2011 Chevy Tahoe. Uh, I, I I don't know why I got it. You know, my dad had one when I was a young kid, so I was like... This is the best car ever, Dad. Like, like this is sick, and I actually have one right now as well. It's my dad car, so I was like, you know, I'm, I'm like Chevy Tahoe. Like, that's my thing. Like, I, I love, I love a Chevy Tahoe. Okay, yeah, it's familiar. Yeah, and so it's, you know, it's a great car. Hey, man, it was great catching up. It was great uh, seeing you last week out in Arizona. I promise that you will at least remain on the Royals for another 24 hours. All right, cool. That, I mean, I'm- you can't promise it, so it's all good. I'm trying my best. Uh, happy eighth month birthday to your beautiful daughter. Her name again? Koa. Koa May. Love it. I, I appreciate it. you. I appreciate you, Chris. So uh, let's not be strangers. Let's catch up and do this again at some point during the season once you're settled in and and uh, all that sort of stuff. You good with that? Yeah, of course. Cool. This is fun. Uh, and say hi to the boys in the house there and, and uh, go have fun doing whatever you do during spring training. I will, Chris. I appreciate you. Special shout out to the one and only, our producer extraordinaire, Robbie Scirocco. I am Chris Rose. We will see you next time on the Chris Rose Rotation, a production of John Boy Media, and presented to you by our good friends over at SeatGeek.